Hey everyone, this is Alessandra with Mind Body Balanced and welcome back. Um, I have not recorded an episode in a really long time, to be honest. It's been, I think, since the beginning of January. I, I've been struggling on how to say this and how to talk about this, um, just because it's still very fresh for me, but basically, um, on January 29th, my dad passed away from COVID. Ugh, I hate saying it out loud. Um, but yeah, so I have been grieving and just moving through this process and really spending time with some family and myself and trying my best to navigate through life without my dad. And that's been really freaking hard. Um, so I kind of just wanted to spend this episode just maybe filling you guys in on what happened and talking about him. Um, You know, this podcast platform is meant to normalize certain topics and to talk about certain things and grief is one of them. And it's something that everybody has to deal with at one point in their life. And unfortunately, I am dealing with it presently. Um, So I'm still moving through it. Um, And I hope that you guys can respect the fact that I am talking about this for what feels like to me just really soon. It's been a little over two months now. And honestly, there are some days where I can talk about him and smile and remember all of our good times and good memories. And there are other days where I talk about him and I just break down sobbing. Um, Grief is really, really weird. And it's something that I've always heard being weird and complicated and messy. But now that I'm living it and experiencing it, I 100% understand what it's like. Um, And grief looks different for everyone. So I will go ahead and I will get started and just kind of fill you guys in on what's been going on and how I've been doing. So before I really get into it, I want to add a disclaimer. Um, I'm going to be talking a lot about COVID and gosh, I, (laughs) I've been dealing with a lot of anger towards COVID, um, the last few months. And honestly, it has not affected me up until this point. Um, I still haven't gotten it. I'm actually going in a few hours to get my second vaccine. So that's exciting. Um, But yeah, I mean, no one in my family has really been affected by it prior to my dad getting sick. Um, You know, you see the statistics on the news and it's scary and I feel awful, but it's not affecting me. And so it's not really existent, to be honest. I mean, that was my mindset. And I think a lot of people have that same mindset. Now, I understand that your view on COVID can differ based on your political affiliation and if you've been affected by it personally. Um, 
and I have tried my absolute best to keep a really biased standpoint, um, or I'm sorry, not a bias, an unbiased standpoint um, throughout this process. So I will be honest, at the beginning of COVID, I was extremely paranoid. I was nervous. I was scared, as most people were. Um, I really took a lot of the precautions seriously. And then as time goes on, you know, you don't really care as much. And, and it sounds harsh, but it's true. I mean, I'm 25 years old. I know if I were to get it, I might not be as affected as someone that's 75 years old. Um, now take that with a grain of salt because I do know people my age that have 100% been affected by this, um, and have ended up in the hospital or just have been on their butt for a few weeks, really, really sick from, from this disease. Um, so I just kind of want to add a disclaimer that everything that I speak about in regards to COVID and my anger towards it is as unbiased as possible, but keep in mind, I'm grieving and I'm angry at the fact that my dad died from a disease, um, that wasn't, I don't even know how to word it. Um, I'm just really mad that of all things, my dad died from, it was COVID. I, it was the last thing I would have expected. Um, so yeah. So my dad, for those of you that don't know him, I, I want to give you guys some insight into who he was as a person because he was quite literally one of a kind. Um, there is no one else on this, on this planet that is like him. Um, you know, people say all the time, oh, you know, you remind me of so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. My dad was just his own entity. Um, he was extremely unique and humorous and intelligent and witty and clever. Um, gosh, he was... The best parts of him were absolutely unbelievable and incredible. Um, so my dad, he was born in 1949 in Italy. Um, he was the oldest of 12 brothers and sisters. Um, I know growing up, he lived a pretty hard life and he chose to come to America um, in his early adulthood to make a life for himself. And so he came here and I think he had a variety of different jobs. Um, from what I can recall, he was a driver. He was a police officer at one point. He sold cars. He was a general manager of a car dealership. He taught people how to sell cars. Um, my dad worked really, really hard, and there is no denying that. He came to the United States. He wanted to live that American dream. He wanted to build a life for himself, and he did. Um, you know, looking back at my childhood and the time that I have spent with my dad, I always had such a unique relationship with him. I mean, I really was daddy's little girl when I was younger. And then once I grew up, um, you know, we moved, we moved to Texas and 
my dad uh, was definitely different from other dads. He had an accent. He had different beliefs and traditions. I remember I would beg him to go sleep over at a friend's house and he could not comprehend why I would want to go sleep in someone else's bed. He just, he didn't understand. And so his traditions were just very different. And my mom was always the one like, you know, uh, basically saying like, Joe, like you got to let her like be a kid and like go have a sleepover. Like she's American. We live in America and this is what they do. And, you know, my dad was just like, okay, like he, he wanted me to do whatever was going to make me happy. Um, and he wanted that for all of his kids. He really didn't care what we were doing. Um, he wanted us to be happy. So, Our relationship really got, I started becoming more appreciative of who he was and his culture um, once I got older, honestly, Um, like before I went to college. And I am so lucky that our relationship has been so close and consistent and stable and loving um, throughout my later my later young adulthood, I don't even know if that makes any sense, but yeah, my, my later years of, of teenage life and into young adulthood. Um, my dad is so wise. He taught me so many amazing lessons. Um, and he was just the guy that I FaceTimed all the time. He, he lived in New Jersey. Um, and so I, when I wasn't visiting him, I was FaceTiming him, um, at least once a day, especially, within the last year or two. Um, I remember when COVID started last year, I was on FaceTime with him all the time. And I was like, you know, you better stay in Um, because he is older. He was 71 um, when he passed. And, you know, I was just like, you have to, you have to stay in. I can't risk losing you. And my dad took it really seriously. Um, he hardly ever went out. And if he did, he always wore a mask. And when there was talk of the vaccine coming out, he was really excited to get it. Um, so it was very surreal hearing that my dad had gotten COVID um, because he hardly left the house. So... I don't know. Uh, There's a lot of what ifs in my mind, you know, could have this been, could this have been avoided? What if, you know, he waited, what if he didn't get it for a little bit longer and he was vaccinated? Would he have ever died? Um, That's the crappiest part about losing a loved one to COVID is there are so many what ifs and mapping out different scenarios in your head. Um, you know, almost a year into the pandemic, my dad had never gotten COVID and then he got COVID and fought like hell for about 11 days. Um, and ended up passing on a ventilator. So I don't, I don't want to go into too much detail out of respect for him and out of respect to my family. Um, but just kind of keeping it really simple. He started feeling sick. 
um, did not actually get a COVID test. His doctor just prescribed him antibiotics um, as if it were a common cold. He was feeling better and then the antibiotics started wearing off and he was rapidly declining. Went to the ER. Um, Oxygen levels were not where they should be and it happened really quickly. He was put on a ventilator and within, I think, three days of being on that ventilator, three to five days of being on the ventilator, he passed. Um, It was gut-wrenching. You know, you think nothing, nothing's ever going to happen to my dad until I'm a lot older and he is going to be able to see those milestones in in my life and my sibling's life. Um, And he was just taken way too soon. Um, When he was transferred over to the ICU, I immediately flew up to New Jersey. Um, I had a feeling that they weren't going to let me visit him, um, but it, a few days later, he was in such bad shape. They called it end-of-life visitation. And I was allowed to go say goodbye and see my dad for 15 minutes in full PPE while he was on a ventilator. And that's what sucks, is I had 15 minutes in a room to say goodbye to someone that was in my life for 25 years and was my dad. I think that moment of seeing him in that state um, will forever stay with me. So it was really hard. Um, And with COVID, There are a lot of restrictions. Um, We couldn't have a normal funeral service or a memorial um, because we did not want to risk other people and we didn't want that risk of others getting exposed. So the funeral was really small. And I think that's what's made my grieving process feel so weird the first month after his death, I was in such shock. Um, it almost just felt like my dad was just away. And I would talk to him again. And then this last month, month and a half, it has just, it's felt more permanent. Yeah, that's, I think that's the only way I can describe it is that it's, it feels very permanent and it is permanent. Um, I went up last weekend to go um, visit his grave. It was his birthday last Friday, April 2nd, and also Easter weekend, which he loved. Um, I went up there and, and visited his grave, and it was just a really surreal moment, I think, When we put him in the ground, I was still in such shock. And obviously, I was emotional as 
everyone else was that attended that funeral and everyone else was in my family. But I, sitting there knowing that he's in the ground and has been in the ground hurts. Um, And I'm not going to go into religion and stuff like that, but I know my dad's spirit is not there, obviously. His physical body is there on the ground. Um, But I have experienced moments where I can just feel my dad's presence. And that's weird. (laughs) Um, I kind of just blew through that. Um, Because I really didn't want to sit here and and cry my eyes out and go into too much detail out of respect for my dad and and our family. Um, I guess the point of me recording this is to not get people to feel bad and be like, oh my God, you know, she lost her dad to COVID. Yeah, it freaking sucks. You know, I, I lost my dad to COVID. It sucks. But I don't think people realize how real this pandemic is and how scary this disease is until they are personally affected by it. And no shade and no hate to people that are doing their thing. You know, I'm, I'm trying my best to also live my life um, and be a 25-year-old. But there's that part of me that feels so guilty for doing so because I would hate to be that person that got my dad sick or got someone like my dad sick because I know what it feels like to feel so helpless and out of control when your loved one is dying of COVID. It's something that's only been around for like a year and four or five months. And it's on the news and it's on social media every single day. So I feel like I'm constantly reminded of what took my dad away from earth and it sucks. And I really just don't know how else to explain it other than it sucks. And I am so fresh into this grieving process. I'm learning. I'm struggling. I'm having good days. I'm having bad days. Um, it's a roller coaster. I think that's the best way to describe it. It is a roller coaster. But there are days where, you know, I'm feeling down and I, I have a hard time conceptualizing like what the meaning and purpose is of this life. Um, and I just hear my dad, you know, just being like, don't be freaking crying over me. Like, you know, he would not say freaking, he, he loved cussing, (laughs) but, um, I could just hear him in my head, just, you know, telling him to finish school and, build my career and just be with people that I love. And so I'm doing that. Um, Two weeks after he died, I started a new job and he was so excited for me. So 
sorry. I got very emotional. Uh, That was one of the last things he told me before he went on the ventilator. Um, All he ever wanted was for me to be happy and fulfill my life's purpose, which is helping people. So I know he's proud. Anyways, um, I just wanted to share with everyone kind of what's happened and I hope I have more content and more information and more courage to be vulnerable about what my grieving process is like. But right now, I'm still really living in it. And it's hard for me to have insight on something that I don't have much of a grasp on yet. Um, Anyways, I just encourage you guys to tell people that you love them. Spend as much time with your loved ones, whether that's family or friends or partners, whoever, as much as possible. Um... I kind of developed that cliche mindset after my dad passed is life is so short. It's too short for burdens and anger and resentment and hate. And so embrace, embrace love and just show people how much you love them and care about them. So thank you guys for listening. I am not sorry for crying. (laughs) I really need to work on saying I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry for crying. Um, I went through something really crappy and really difficult. And of course, I have emotions towards it. Um, But I really appreciate for those of you who have listened and have been there for me and supported me. I appreciate you more than you know. And I love you guys so much. Bye.